back to a car. Hey, yeah. hey. Back for another week. You're tuned into Backdoor Cut. My name mm. is Josh DiMatteo. Here, as always, with the how's the new Celtics looking, Jake Eisenberg. Pretty good. Pretty good. Last five games, they have me thinking, slightly concerned, but broadly, Brad's still a genius. We're all good. <laughs> and with us, as always, is the what team do you support now, Matt That's Beatty? Great. That's a great I, I think I'm a I think I'm a Timberwolves fan these days. I'm sure we'll yes. I'm sure yes. Yes. Good. Um, well, we've we've got much to talk through. There's been plenty of stuff happening to kick the season off where mm-hmm. I feel like enough games in now that we can start to observe some trends, see what's happening, mm. like mm. make some analysis, if you want to say. Um, That's us, a, hard-hitting analysis. Of course, we, we <laughs> delve in deep. But, but before we dig, why don't we jump into our favorite and only segment here on Backdoor Cut, the rose gold moment of the week where we celebrate anything or everything Australian hoops happening across the past period. Uh, I can tell you who is not going to be awarded Rose Gold Moment of the Week this week. We won't go into it. Obviously, it's Josh Giddy. Still plenty to unpack here. We need to find out what's the truth, what's not, what's happening, but pretty grisly. Yeah, just we can not a Rose say, Gold winner. That's yeah, sure. we, we can only hope Starboy isn't guilty of what they're saying he's guilty of, but... Let's celebrate someone that actually did do something positive. And there's a couple of options we've got here. Dyson Daniels has been tearing yeah. shit up for the Pelicans, plus minus King right now, mm. and playing terrific defense, one of the highest minutes getters on the whole team, starting games. What do you guys reckon? Have you, have you caught much Pelicans? Yeah, I've caught a little bit of the Pels. This is... This is kind of what we thought Dyson was going to be, right? Just a, a quintessential Australian basketball player. Just does everything gritty, but also can't shoot. That's just what we do. It's Wait, just... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a comparison right now. Tell me if I'm crazy. Hyper-athletic Matt Della Vadova. Whoa. Okay. If we can stick it with Australian comparisons. Yeah, then... yeah. Stri- strictly Australian. Then sure. Yeah, I would like I the upside is there. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Delhi was undrafted. Like, it's not to disrespect to Joe Delhi, but like, I think Dyson Daniels is going to be a, a better player than Della Vadova. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Of course. And like, being hyper athletic definitely assists Della Vadova is not exactly the model of athleticism. But anyway, that's just a no, hard nosed I- comparison I wanted to throw out there. The the same the same grit. Yeah. I'm, I'm, actually, that's that actually might be a slight. Can anyone have the level of grit that Delhi can really have? <laughs> like the willing to die on the court covering Steph Curry. But no, Dyson to me, like not an Australian comparison. Like like Andre Robinson, you know, just a just a freak defender that can't shoot. But um, oh, Robinson. The one that used Rose. to play on the Thunder. Yeah, the one yeah. that like got destroyed by injuries. Yeah. That was like the first thing that came to mind just now. Um, I feel like Dyson's definitely more comfortable. Like, Dyson can't shoot, but he is comfortable with the ball in his hands, like getting mm. up and down the court and making some, make, making passes, being a good connective piece. He's like kind of exactly what the Pelicans need is just because they've got the ball-dominant guys with, with um, 
Ingram and, and Zion. And he's just moving the ball, setting screens, cutting, you know, and and again, and, and they really need defense. So he can take a lot of tough matchups for them, especially with Trey Murphy out. And um, yeah, man, he, he's like, he's right there for minutes with, with Herb Jones and, and this rookie Jordan Hawkins they've got who's just like sniping away. But um, this is a huge little, huge leap for, for Dyson because I thought that he was, he, he didn't really get the chance, honestly, last year. But it's good to see him getting consistent, like close to 30 minutes a night. This is what we want to see. I think a bunch of it has obviously been a situation thing as well with CJ McCollum missing time, mm. uh, Alvarado missing time to start the year. So obviously they had minutes to, for someone to play and I think he was just taking pretty much everything he could handle. But yeah, I mean, even going forward with those guys getting back on deck now, I, I think that there's a role for him in that rotation. And, and yeah, it's it's a pretty dynamic defensive duo with him and Herb Jones. Like I think that that could, that mm-hmm. could have very good defensive defensive impact for, for them so like i i don't know like I, i'm not super down on the offensive side either at the end of the day he's a, a second year player he's playing yeah. a team with zion and, and ingram and and valentunas and these other guys who can score the ball obviously you want him to, to to develop that part of his game as well but yeah i mean obviously the early returns this season have been great i mean the other thing to consider as well he was on that world cup squad uh, over the, the the summer and and didn't really feature like he was probably no. the last guy on the bench along with gold i wish he did yeah well i mean this thing i think he can like he, he obviously can do it at nba level so uh, yes i guess the shooting is obviously going to be the concern but like uh, i think he can he can do it i think in hindsight now that we're seeing what dyson's doing in the nba this season you you probably wish that he got was getting minutes instead of thibel just because, like the the Olympic style where he made shots, that seems I I don't know if the, how real that was. Was that just because there was no one in the crowd? Was that a bubble bubble Bible? <laughs> was that what happened? Well, and like to your point, Jake. I mean, obviously he's a much more competent ball handler. Like yeah. I, I think that more than anything else, like you can feel comfortable with Dyson having the ball. You know, if 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 you're running lineups with Giddy or or anyone else, like you've got multiple ball handlers, and I think that is that is probably the the thing that is most appealing with with Daniels. Yeah, yeah, he's absolutely a more competent offensive player, which is saying a lot, obviously, because it's Thibel. But no, man, like I think Pelic- Pelicans fans are stoked with Dyson. Like he's he's like a he's like a quintessential glue guy. Like I can see him being. Um, a very valuable piece on a really good team for just for years. Like honest, honestly, he's got some Derek White to him. Just like always getting hands in passing lanes, like secondary ball handling ish. Yeah. And you know, D White's shot can has like I mean Derek White's shot now. He mean he may as well be Steph Curry at this point. But um, <laughs> but like like that's definitely something that a lot of guys have been out of fix. Not a lot, not not everybody, but uh, but we'll see. I absolutely have to be happy with Dyson so far, though. He he seems like the humble, hardworking type. Yeah. So I see no reason why his shot won't improve. Um, some other honourable mentions for the award this week I want to throw out there is the duo of Josh yeah. Green and Dante Exum getting minutes mm-hmm. for a very good Dallas Mavericks team. And Juop Reith, who has made the jump from a monstrous G League performance immediately <laughs> up to the Portland Trailblazers' first team. And he's, has the green light. He's getting yeah. not even 15 minutes a game, and he's jacking up 10 plus threes. Yeah, dude, um, he's firing, firing yeah. away. He's not shy. Yeah, he, he's 
I mean, it's bittersweet for me because it coincided with Robert Williams being out for the season, which yeah. is why do-ups come up and obviously... But hey, did you much... not dodge a bullet there? Oh, yeah, I mean... As a, as a Celtics fan. I mean, literally, every, I mean, everyone that the Celtics have traded traded away, Marcus is out for five weeks, Rob is out for the season, and even Brogdon has missed time with a hamstring. Uh, granted, uh, Porzingis is now out for a week or so with a calf injury, but, I mean, yeah, the Rob thing, that's... Uh, you obviously could see it coming, but do you up, man? For every door that's closed for someone, the Great Barrier Reef. He's he's here. <laughs> Love that. But I yeah, say, yeah I, I stole that. Don't worry from someone we, on Twitter. We've had some really really good performances to start the season in mm. terms of Aussie players overseas. We're gutted that Xavier Cooks got cut and then made his yeah. way to was it Europe. I don't know where he's. No, I didn't he even keep to? an eye on it. Japan. Yeah. That, what, what would bummer. it not have? Would it not have been more prudent just to come back to the NBL for another season? I, I, I just don't think that there would have been a situation for him short of a team being desperate enough to tear up their roster. Like I don't think Sydney. Yes. I don't know if there was any contractual issue with Sydney having first dibs on him, and then. Obviously, they had locked in their imports and they'd locked in their salary cap and they were happy with what they had and that, that was kind of what they're going to run with. So that made that that potential not as great and that's why he's had to go overseas, I, I guess. That's probably it. But yeah, I was listening to Olgan talk about it when like he first got waived and how the Kings would, would move mountains to, if he was willing to come back, but they would have had to make some like yeah. kind of cutthroat business decisions in order to open it up. And I think, yeah, I think they would have had to get rid of one of the the imports, which I don't think something you really is done very often, right? I'm not super familiar yeah. with with how that works, but it wouldn't have been wouldn't have been a good look. And then he was he like he wasn't allowed to play for anybody else, kind of at the same time. And so, yeah, it wasn't. I mean, it, it can be. I mean, we've literally seen it this year already with Vasiljevic and, and Adelaide were in a position to do that, but Adelaide were desperate as well, and they were at the bottom of the ladder, and so obviously you're more likely to do it. <laughs> Sydney not quite in the same position. I don't think it's great for Cooks. I think maybe, obviously, we're all with that, uh, our hindsight caps on, but, like, you'd rather him being probably in the NBL or, like, I, I, I can't believe there wasn't a G League opportunity for him. Even. Yeah. Seems yeah, strange. That That's bizarre. Because, like, he, he played great at the FIBA World Cup. Like, he was one of our yeah, third. Yeah, probably players. our third, second or third best player at the World yeah. Cup. Yeah. yeah. It seems really strange. And like, as if the wizards didn't just keep him around. Well, what's what's the difference at this point? Yeah, yeah that that was very odd. Especially yeah, the wizards. I don't know what the point of, of getting moving on from him was. Yeah, it's it's a bummer because I thought I thought that he could have been quite impactful for someone. Like the Suns couldn't use a different guy that's not just yeah, like a yeah. straight up just like three and D guy or something like that. Um, anyway, we'll see, anyway, we'll see how what ends up. We'll keep tabs on that. We'll, we'll keep you posted, listener, on how Xavier Cooks is going, whether he's got any opportunities coming up. We certainly hope so. But pivoting toward the NBA as a whole now, I was wondering, fellas, what are 20, roughly 20 games in, what are the biggest surprises so far for each of you? Maybe we can shout out the biggest surprise we've all had each. Yeah, I love it. All right, well, Betty, do you want to go first? I'll maybe give you first first draft pick here. 
I mean, I, I, I alluded to it at the top, but for me, the Wolves. I, I, hey. I, don't, know how, I don't know how serious to take it. And even coming in, like, oh. I was optimistic for this team because, you know, it just had that. I mean, all the buzz preseason was like, oh, it's the Ann Edwards breakout year. And, and this is, it's got all the makings of that. And obviously, what, we're, we're 15, 16 games in and they're top of the West or top two in mm-hmm. the West. They're, they're, they've just looked like a really competent team. Number one. I, I think that, I mean, as much as they got pasted for the Gobert trade, and, and I think rightly so, at the same time, like, it's he's, he still does a few things in basketball that are just really good, really, like, elite He's so much stuff. better this year. Yeah, yeah, that's true as well. I think there's definitely, I don't know what happened last year. Maybe it was just yeah. first year of the trade, whatever you want to put it down to, maybe a full preseason with this group. Obviously, they they had other moves, like even bringing in someone like Conley. Was that only mid-season last year before the yeah, deadline? Yeah, trade deadline. Yeah. For chips. Yeah. So, like that, I mean, nothing. that's obviously a great player, a, a guy who he played with in Utah. Like, there's good chemistry there. I, I just think that they've got six or seven guys who, mm-hmm. you know, they just, play, they just play well. They've got good chemistry. Obviously, you want to see it over the course of the season and, and – you know, the Wolves have probably got the, the worst sort of postseason track record of all 30 teams in the league. And okay. I, I think the other thing that sort of hanging over them, even coming in, was was Cat. And he's been okay. You know, I, I don't think that you need to be ringing the alarm bells just yet. So nice all in all, I, I, I think that it's – it's. I, I mean, I wouldn't have had them one seed or two seed after God. what are we, a month in or five, yeah. like six weeks. Mate, we're like a quarter of the way in. I did not have the wool. I mean, so you are right. You are the only one of the backdoor cut crew that went over on the T-Wolves here. Baby, yeah, I mean, Josh oh, and myself going up. Yeah, I know. I know. And this is like such a Josh team too. Like for you to not have got like Nas Reed, you've probably been watching him since he was a young pup. And <laughs> Mate, you oh. love Kyle Anderson. You run exactly. out of here. I, I do. about that. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in then because I'll yeah. – I was going to say the Timberwolves as well, obviously, but I'm going to yeah. go even more granular because... No, no, we'll stay on, stay on the Wolves. Where, where, yeah, are, yeah, where gonna, are you? Yeah. I'm going to stay on the Wolves, but yeah. now that I think about it, there are elements of the Wolves that aren't a surprise to me. I did think there was lots of good players on this team. I did think defensively they had a lot of studs. I thought Ant would take another leap this year, and he has... But what has surprised me, and I mentioned this to you guys in our chat a little while ago, that Cat has been so full of hustle, unlike any other season that I've seen him play. And I think that in of itself is making such a gargantuan difference to how this team looks on the court. There's no one just standing off in the corner. Like Cat's fighting for loose balls and rebounding and getting in people's grill defensively and... It's it's cool, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. And it make it makes it seem like cat I was pretty out on cat. I'm sure if we go back to our over unders episode and listen to my analysis of the Timberwolves, that would be a central focus. So the way that's all come together and seeing cat like perform really admirably definitely is probably my surprise of the season so far. Yeah. I think that's a great call. Cat being willing to do the little things to be gritty and be part of the the best defense in the league crazy crazy that was that was not that was my thing with the wolves coming in i was like can they be a legit defense with towns and gobert twin towers i just i'm not sure i believed in it 
its ability to work because I didn't believe in Cat's ability to do whatever it it took within his role to do it because he's never really been that guy that's like I'm gonna fight for, on defense. I'm gonna grab rebounds and do all the do all the little things. But now he's giving you 50, 40, 90 while being seven foot and getting on the boards and and actually like he's playing the best defense of his career. It's like it's not close. That's, and I that's just, the difference. Yeah, that's the surprise. Like, I was someone who was like, I'm not sure I see the Edwards as like a surefire top five guy. I'm not sure if I'm fully wavering on it, but he's he's definitely been better. And and then you, and then McDaniel's. So like they've got this this McDaniel's, you know, Edwards perimeter defense, which that, that was always the issue in Utah, right? Beatty was like. Gobert was awesome in the regular season because he could just like protect the rim. But then once you got to the playoffs and teams were like being more meticulous about the way they would attack the defense, all the perimeter def- defenders were terrible. And so like there's only so much he could do. But now they have McDaniels who might be like literally the best wing defender in the NBA. And then Edwards, at least when he's on ball, is a dog as well. So Gobert doesn't, isn't just constantly cleaning up everybody's mess. But he's like... he looks completely different to last year. Like he looks more athletic. He's just, how many did he have today? He had at least four um, in an awesome game against the Thunder, which they won without McDaniels and Edwards gets injured in like the third quarter or whatever. And they still win going away. It's like, what? Yeah. yeah I, the other thing I just like, is like, they're just like, they can run really big lineups. Like I know, I mean, you, you mentioned it, Jake, no one plays, Twin Towers anymore. It's kind of like five out basically, and we we want five guys who are all basically the same size and can switch. Whereas this is not that team at all. It's you know obviously Gobert is limited in in certain things, and then you, you're playing a lot of cat at the four, and it's like it's just a unique look in this modern NBA. Like you just don't really see it. So from that perspective, I just find them fascinating. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I wonder if we we are seeing a little bit of a switch back. Like you got the. That the oh, maybe not a switch back, but there's a few teams that are going big. But the but you need if you're going to go big, you got to have someone like Towns. But have like it's almost yeah. like you got to have both, where you've got like the the legit rim protector, and then yep. you've got to have someone like Towns that can like re- actually stretch the floor. Someone that defenses yep. are legitimately scared of, as opposed to like Cleveland, who's twin towers, but neither of them can shoot, and so like you can kind of get into trouble in the playoffs. I know I, it's we're twenty games ish in, and it's like. It feels kind of real to me. I, I would be because the because of the defense, and if Gobert's going to be playing like this, and the de- and they're going to have McDaniel's and and these like Carl Anderson defending at a high level, and even Troy Brown Jr. did Josh, your guy, he goes off yeah. today. He has a big game, and just a bunch of guys that are willing to fight. And like I mean, Nas Reed, he's a, he's a baller as well. But I've. Like I personally bet the Wolves to to win the West at eighteen to one like last week, because just because wow. the West, yeah, well because the, the the West feels after the Nuggets like pretty wide open. Pretty open, yeah. What's your yeah, biggest I, surprise, Jake? It's like, do you go positive surprise or do you go negative surprise? Did I? It could be either. Can, I know. It could be either. Um, no, I'll go. I'll, I'll go positive again. I w- went over on the magic. I think a lot of us went over on the magic, but did we? We did all go over on the magic. Uh, actually, twenty three, twenty four. Wrong tab here. Let's get the right 
right over under, but I think we all did. Yeah, all of us over 37 and a half wins. They're 12 and five, three seed, seven game win streak right now. And they have the second best defense. I'm going to check it right now, but they're, they're another team that's not quite twin towers, but they're just huge between mm. like Franz and Paolo and now Jonathan Isaac's back and, and playing Wendell. Monster. Like they, they, they bullied the Celtics the other day, which I knew was going to happen because the Celtics just had a big win against the Bucks, and you knew that they were going to be like, who gives a shit about the Magic? And they absolutely out-physicaled them. And that's what the Magic can do. Like I, I, my, my favorite thing about them is Suggs. He's absolutely Suggs is mad. incredible, dude. I love him. He had the game against the Raptors in-season tournament game like last week. And so they drafted Scotty Barnes ahead of him. And to say for sure, if this is why he was so psychotic in this game, but like five minutes in, he's making, he's like diving on the floor, getting blocks, hitting threes. And he's just like screaming into the crowd and Orlando's losing their shit. And it's like, okay, I love this guy now. Yeah. He's, he, yeah. he, he's, he has so much Marcus Smart energy to me. And, I mean, how could you? How could you not love someone like that? So, I'm, I'm, give me the magic. I, I was pretty confident the magic. This would be like their, their breakthrough, if you will. I think I might have said it in our over under episode, but Jonathan Isaac being back has boosted yep. this so massively. It can't. I don't even know how you would quantify it. Like him being there makes this a totally different proposition to play. And it's crazy to me how little rust there seems to be on Jonathan Isaac after like, feels like the past three years he's played 10 games yeah. or something like that. And he's come back and he immediately he's, yeah, this guy's a killer. Like he's so but To play so defense, good. he's like in a lab. He can switch yeah. onto anyone. He can protect the rim. He he's nasty. They can't score to save their lives at times, but I think like, they'll get there though. Like this is still yeah, a very young fine. young team, and yeah. their best scorers are very young. Like this is mm-hmm. Benchero's second season in the league. Uh, Suggs is still very early on in his career. Franz yeah. Wagner's great, but still early days. He can get better. Like I, I am. On the precipice of thinking this is like the next, <laughs> next contender team. team in the East for a little while. I feel like we joked about it at, on our first podcast to start the year. The yeah. overrunner. This is this is this is Thunder East. This is literally yeah, yeah. Team in the East, and maybe they're a little bit further back in the development. They don't quite have a dynamic talent like like SGA, but. Yeah. Obviously, Paolo is a, a, a phenomenal player or will be a phenomenal player. I think France is going to be a, a really good player in the league. So it's like they're, they're accruing all the pieces. And, yeah, I don't know. Like, do you, It's one of those ones that's obviously looking a little bit ahead. Like, is this a team that mm. if they're still going where they're going at this point, coming up to the trade deadline, are they going to start to get active or are they happy to just ride it out a year? Like, I don't know. But yeah. either way, it's like I'm not – I don't want to – I'm not even that surprised. I think you said that as well, Josh. Like it's, I think this was the year for this to happen, and so far, so good, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've been. And Paolo, he's not shooting a lot of threes, but last year he just could not shoot to save his life, and he's now 
43% this year. I don't think that's he's going to he's a 43 44% three-point shooter. For him to show growth in being able to shoot the three ball because he's I I was someone who was like I I like Franz more just because I like how dynamic he is as a ball handler and he felt like the better shooter. But Franz has really struggled from the three-point line again early, still young. These guys are going to have these swings. But I love the combo of both of them that are just like 6-9. They're both willing to defend. They can handle the ball, run pick and roll. They can space the floor. They do everything. It's a very unique duo. In the in the league, they're they're like they're like the taller version of Jalen and Jason. It's they're yeah, obviously like different in different cool. ways, yeah, but yeah. yeah, it is. It, they they really remind me of the Celtics because because they have Suggs and like the timelines are slightly different, but Suggs is like the smart of the team. I would like to ask when, Magic when fans. Dale's Al Horford. Yeah, dude. Oh, don't get me started on Al Horford, bro. He's been. <laughs> don't get me started. Don't. Don't get, get us started on our Hawford. But yeah, like it, and, and Fultz, I mean, Wendell's been out. He's only played five games. Fultz has been out for a bunch of time as well. Cole Anthony, he's like happy with his role. You know, he always yeah. felt like a, a dude that was like, I have to be the lead guard. But now he's like, okay, I'm going to be Jordan Clarkson. I'm going to come in, um, play solid. Gary Harris feels like he's um, found himself. Gary but Harris. Say, was, yeah, yeah. Go, go. I the, I'm three years late, but I did definitely <laughs> yeah. shout out Gogo when he was a face-off. Um, yeah. yeah, it's mad. And I think like but, even a simple adjustment as Suggs getting his three-point shot to a really reliable level will create so much more space for Franz and Paolo to work yeah. in. This team has nowhere but growth. Yeah. I, I wonder if, he, if he's going to just be similar to Smart and that he's like, 33, 34% three-point shooter, but he has like this insane confidence and on any given night, he will destroy you from anywhere where he just summons the power of winning. Yeah. And, uh, and that's what he, he hit do. eight threes today. Yeah. Yeah. And you look you look at his game log and, he's, and opposing fans are like, he hasn't hit more than two threes in three weeks, but that's like the Jalen Suggs experience. Uh, don't, don't forget Joe Inglis is out here too, boys. Yeah, yeah. Hey, and very underrated reason why this team's coming up the way they are. They've got some excellent leadership in that locker room. Yeah. And, dude, you can – Joe is such a grumpy old man now. It's so funny. Like, the way that he, he – I don't know if it's gotten worse because I, like, I think back to the Utah days, I can't picture him just, like, barking at everybody. He does it at FIBA too now. Every call the ref makes – he fucking looks so angry, and any every shot that he makes, he's like yelling. He's like barking at someone as well, and so he definitely brings that like intensity. Even though he's not a great defender, but he's but he knows he's going to be in the right places. They need a little bit of ball handling. They need shooting, and he's been like pretty solid from three. What is he? Yeah, thirty six percent from three. That probably comes up. Yeah, and that's what they needed really. Like someone like like veteran presence on this team. Very steady hand. But, okay, these were our surprises. Conversely. Who's, oh, who's Beatty's surprise? Oh, no, you, oh, sorry, he did um, the Wolves. And then you, the you did Cat. All right, I yeah. got it. I got it. What, what is the least or what's the least surprising that's happened so far in the NBA? Mm. What team, player, trend, whatever, what has not surprised you at all? Jake, why don't you Ooh. go first this time? We'll go Serpentine. Ooh. 
Oh, turpentine. Oh, I got a, a snake draft. I got a. I got a. I honestly, I, I thought you, one of you guys was going to go, but um, <laughs> least, least, least surprising that the. Um, oh, this is tricky. Sorry, I'm, I'm not. I'm, no, I mean the I'm not, the easy way out is negative, Jake. Right? That's the. Yeah, easy I know. Way. I was going to say. It's le- I was like, it's the least surprising thing is that Pistons have lost fourteen in a row. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Like those these poor fans, dude. Like Josh, you went you went over on them. Yeah, <clears throat> they're still high on my league pass rankings, but oh, of course I, I, I admit that I was wrong on the over-under. I'm still enjoying watching this disaster unfold. Do you, do you think Cade is good? I'll ask you that. Do I think what's good, sorry? Do you think Cade Cunningham is good? Yeah, like, I do. Like, super, like, like superstar good? Uh, it's hard to say because he's missed a couple of games to start this year. He has played, but he's, he's missed he's, a handful. He's played a fair bit. And he missed a lot of last season. But I do think he can. I, I definitely think he can. This team that he's playing with is so bad. Like He's played it, 17 games. 17 out of 17. So, oh, he hasn't missed any. Just so. Okay. No, maybe just thinking I, about I thought, last year. No, he's, I thought he had. But, um, it's felt like he, he, pro- he probably uh, had to sit down in a few blowouts. Potentially. But I, I don't think – I think he's fine, and I think Cade's going to be a really, really good NBA player. But the team that he's got to work with here is just – it's a bunch of individuals. There is no team. Um, so until that kind of is sorted, we won't really see what kind of player Cade is or even can be. Last year, before he got hurt, it felt like there was a bit more momentum rolling. I say – bit more momentum rolling comparatively to this year they still were a bad team Jeez. yeah but in that edition of the pistons he looked at times like a properly properly good player and i don't think that just disappeared yeah i, I still think he can be really good i do wonder about the like legit superstar upside at this point yeah, but it is hard like that the, the roster is a disaster and mm. it feels like they don't know what they're doing with the, the For rotations. Example, if you were to just upcade off this team and put him on the Magic, he would just go off. I reckon he would be just as good as anyone on the Magic. Um, I yeah, Probably. victim of circumstance. Probably, man. They just this is a disaster. You can't lose fourteen games in a row if you're the Detroit Pistons. Like this is has you have to show the slightest semblance of growth. Mm. And that is, has been the complete opposite. Like you can try and point to Bogdanovich. He's, who's probably, even though Cade's going to be the best player, Bogdanovich is maybe their actual best player. Someone, or at least like second most important player. And he's missed the whole season so far. Yeah. I was about to say, I don't think he's played right. And I mean, that's the guy that yeah. probably will get traded by the deadline. You would. Think. Well, if he's able to get healthy, or well, I don't know, yeah. like, do they want him to come back? So like, the, the organization feels as if they have something happening. I, I, I can't really operate is, like that, though. This is a situation that's going to get worse before it gets better. It, it just, I just, I, I don't see any upside to trying to win games already this season. I know that's pretty grim. We're, we're only not even a quarter of the way through, but yeah, like that's that's the reality of, of that situation. Monty Williams has got 
a, a pretty big task ahead of him in the years ahead. Mm. <laughs> yes, he does. And the and the like this draft upcoming doesn't sound like it's going to be very good. It, it would just make me so sad to have been the Pistons and lose by almost twenty points to the Wizards. It's mm-hmm. that that's awful, awful, awful to to have been a team that's picked in the top five now three years in a row and have nothing to show for it. Besides, I mean, Oswald Thompson's looked like legitimately incredible. That's like one of the most Josh players of all time, probably. Like he's. He he's just a stocks machine, rebounding freak. Can tell he like really understands the game really well. That he's he's really cool. I like him, but outside of that, like what is he shooting? Shooting thirteen percent from three. It's like <laughs> it's it's pretty. It's a really bad team. It's a really yeah. bad team, and like whatever Monty Williams is trying to <laughs> coax out of these guys isn't really working. Dwayne Casey at least had them rowing in the same direction. Um, yeah, he's getting paid. Let, not not a surprise. So that's bang on, Jake. Oh, I reckon I, I got my, my. You go, you go. I'm gonna come back. I'm, I'm gonna do another one because I wasn't ready. No, no, please, I, obviously, please. Before, obviously before, before we move on, before we move um, on. I mean, the least surprising thing is that the Clippers look old. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good answer. And they tr- and they traded for another old person. I will say Paul George looks good. Outside of that, he looks good as far as all the old guys go. But Kawhi Leonard looks like 50. I, yeah. he, every shot he's taken looks like he's all, like 49 years old and it's all hit in the front rim. He just doesn't have pop on defense. He, he looks really like he's struggling a lot. He's playing a lot of games though. So that's, that's he's nice. playing every but game, he, yeah. But he's been terrible relative to... Kawhi level expectations and then they just play and the, also the least surprising thing is they look like they're playing the slowest brand of basketball ever to have been created <laughs> to me yeah that'll happen when you've got four guys that are desperate for the ball in their hand in the half court oh, and James Harden I, I still kind of feel like on any given night they could beat. This is where the West is just a bit of a mind fuck because, like, I don't, I don't take them seriously. I don't think that they'll have the durability. Yeah. I kind of agree with you, Jake. If you can't even get through the eighty-two game slog, then you've got to do, you know, multiple playoff rounds. I just don't see it. But at the same time, any given night, like they've got talent. They do have talent that they can put out on the court. So it's, it is a bit of a conundrum. But yeah, I, I mean, it's it's also an easy team to hate yeah. at this point. They, Can yeah, someone they, they fill sm- me in? Sorry, Jake. I said they smoked the Mavs the other day. Like to your point, Beatty. Like they like, and they're very Paul George trivia. Yeah. But yeah, go on, Josh. Can someone fill me in on <laughs> when they traded Batum to the Sixers? Uh, that was the Harden trade. Say, like, oh, the yeah, Harden like trade, right? Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Who has been so awesome for the Sixers? Unsurprisingly. Yeah. <laughs> Like the Sixers, are, the Sixers are better now than yeah, with Harden. I absolutely, think. absolutely. Especially, They've given the keys to Maxi. Maxi's taken that with both hands. Embiid's playing really well, I must say. Um, yeah, it's a regular the supporting season, cast. Yeah, the supporting cast all gets along. <laughs> Melton's playing as good as he's ever played. He's Tobias awesome. Harris has been playing really good. 
I still don't yeah, see them it, as like a genuine legit threat, but they've been good. I I um I'm a little more scared of them than I thought I was going to be, just because I feel like they are playing more free. Uh, I do think that though the diff- something that Harden did give them a third legitimate threat to like dribble shoot pass, as opposed to now they're really down to two. As solid of a role player as someone like Batum is, they are missing another guy that can create stuff. And so in a playoff series, I think, and I always think about the Celtics, you you, you shut down Maxi and Embiid and you're, like, you're not really too worried about someone else killing you. As like, you know, Harden did have two 40-point games in, in the playoffs against the Celtics, whereas like that player probably doesn't exist anymore. But, but my least surprising, I guess, trends so far in the NBA, I've got two sensible answers and i've got a cheeky answer okay sensible answers it's not surprising at all that the nuggets are playing like they're champions and Jokic is playing like a champion dude he's absurd he's absurd that's not a surprise it's not surprising (laughs) at all that the wizards have been the worst team ever and that jordan Poole is completely disinterested in playing on this team despite just having signed a massive deal for the next five years. That's not surprising (laughs) at all. And then the cheeky answer of what's not surprising at all is you'll recall both in our end-of-season, off-season grades and in our over-unders, I mentioned that Phoenix Sun, Keita Bates Diop. I think... I think he's a better player than he even realizes he is. And he's been starting <laughs> for the Suns being really good. And it's been great to see. Not a surprise at all. He, from the Suns, I find it hard to watch too much Suns because I just want to see the team as if, like, as the team yeah. is going to be at some point. And I, have there been a single game? Was it one game? No, there was, there like was supposed I to think be yeah, a game. Yeah, my hand. And then, and then there was, was a scratch. Booker. KD and Bill played, but Bill like immediately had to leave again after that game. He clearly wasn't a hundred percent. Yes, I think. exactly. Yes, there was. Yeah, he had the back, the back spasms, and mm. which, which, if you're a Suns fan, is is terrible. But dude, um, Diop man, he's been really good. Absolutely, yeah. And he's been rock look, solid, and I knew he would be. Every expert yeah. is. Here's exactly what they needed. Just, just, yeah. just someone's gonna be gritty. Someone, someone that's actually gonna do not pretty jump shots. Because mm. that's they have so many guys that do that. Yeah, look, that's that's a that's a classic Josh answer for a classic Josh player. <laughs> Adi, has there been anything that's not surprised you at all? Uh, I mean, I, I share the sentiment with Denver. Don't really need to go into it, but I think they could just cruise, and Jokic can still put up monster stats. And you know, whatever happens between now and the playoffs, it doesn't really matter because you do fancy that they'll, as long as everyone's healthy and they're coming in healthy, then they're going to be very, very hard to beat. I guess my other one would be Cel- the Celtics. I, I just think the Celtics. I mean, we all had them as mm. locks. I'm pretty sure to go over. I mean, I, I was pretty low on the rest of the East, and I mean, we we just did a couple mm. of minutes on Philly there. I think Philly have kind of been a, a little bit of a pleasant surprise for me. I probably wasn't yeah. picking that. Um, 
And then, yeah, what the other one in the East, I guess, is Milwaukee. Everyone was talking about Milwaukee off the back of the Dame trade. And that's probably taken a little bit of time to, to gel. And I think that'll continue to take some more time to gel. And, and how serious that actually is come playoff time, I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, by far and away, Boston, I think, have, have looked the best team in the East. So that was, that for me, was, was not surprising at all. Must be music that's to your ears, Jake. Yeah, yeah, that's I. But it's a good. I guess is why this is the least surprising category is mm. that I expected them to be really excellent as well, and these are first world problems, right? They're fourteen and four, and they haven't been awesome in their last five or six. But you know they're eight and two in their last ten. They're on a two game winning streak. They like they they're gonna beat all the all the teams for the most part that they should. Uh, they you know. Blew, blew a dumb game to Charlotte. But, man, Porzingis, dude. If you're going to put two Celtics that have really exceeded expectations, I thought Porzingis was going to be a great fit. He is perfect, and he is so good. Like, he's been incredible on both ends. But, Josh, and I know you're going to love this, Al Horford, man. It, it's unreal, dude. Like, we've been doing this podcast for five years, and I think, you know, you picked Al Horford for MVP in the first <laughs> year, and, you know, you might have to do it again. Honestly, okay? <laughs> the man doesn't age. It's unbelievable, dude. Like, KP goes, like, misses one of the Sixers games. What does Al Horford do? Instead of coming off the, firstly, buys into the, coming off the bench for the first time in his career, despite clearly still being able to play at a, at a starter level, he comes in and suns Joel Embiid as he always does. Plays incredible against the Bucks. You know, do, do, do the Celtics need to to win by twenty three to to get through the in season tournament pool stages so that the deep bench guys get paid half a million? What does Al Horford do? Sixteen points, just elite defense on the other end. Um, I don't like. I on one hand I'm surprised, but on the other hand it's the least surprising thing that Al Horford yeah. is just. <laughs> yeah. Solid as a rock, despite being like if LeBron wasn't being a freak at, at age forty, Al Horford would be more. More people would be talking about Al Horford. I can tell you this: if Joel Embiid ends his career without a ring, Al Horford will be de- deitized even further. <laughs> It'll be like that's the yeah. guy. That's the reason why he doesn't have one. It's like the reason Charles they, Barkley they doesn't have, have a Al ring. Doing the production. Yeah. <laughs> Hall of Fame when he gets inducted. That yes. should be Al doing the yes. idea. Yeah, it's going to be 14, a 10 or 12 All-Star games, two yeah. MVPs. <laughs> Zero no championships. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Ch- yeah Ch- Charles Barkley had, you know, Michael Jordan was the reason he didn't win a championship and Joel Embiid has Al Horford who exactly. in theory was supposed to have been retired at this point so Joel Embiid could finally dominate, yep. but Al Horford had other plans. Yeah. <laughs> I, saw a post, okay. I saw a post the other day and it was like Horford in a Thunder uniform. I'm like, I forgot that season even happened. Like, yeah. That yeah. That's, that's, we, we got to credit the, the OKC Thunder for, for really rejuvenating him. If well, Actually, I'm not sure if we ever really, really needed rejuvenation it was just Philly, ironically, of all places, was the one play, like moment in time of his whole career where it just didn't work. And that's a that's an indictment on everybody because 
Yeah, no, clearly that's, it, that says more about the Sixers than it does about Al yes. Horford. Because remember, he, he was good for the Thunder when he went there for like the first half of the season. And then they did like, no, you're too good. We're taking yeah, Shut him down. <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. Get out of here, <laughs> mate. <laughs> I love it. Great, great okay. choice, um, Beatty. Is that, is yeah. that everyone's least <laughs> surprising? I think so. All right. Which is um, now going to take me to something... I have been yeah. dying to talk about. Near Wemby and dear. Watch. Wemby Watch. Who's uh, seen well, some you, you take Wemby it away. Banyama fellas? Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I've, I've, I've definitely lost steam. I was watching every game there for a bit, but another team that's now lost 12 in a row. Yeah, and I'm, t- I'm tapping by, in here by and there, design, but yeah. By design. I did say they were never meant to win games this year. They were just meant to give Wemby I mean, minutes. They are really really look like they're losing on purpose with some of the decisions they're making, but go ahead. They are. They are like you. There's games where it is so clearly within reach to go for it and try and win the game. And that'll be the moment that everyone gets pulled until the game is now out of reach and then they can come back in. Um, that's the strat. It's going to be happening all season long, but it'll mean that Wemby still gets 30 minutes, at least a game of low stakes basketball in the NBA, I've tried to watch as many Wemby games as I possibly can so far this season, and it has only furthered my extreme positive outlook on what could happen in this guy's career, what he could become. Every game, without fail, Wemby does something that I've never seen before. There was a game against the Sacramento Kings, couple of weeks ago now and De'Aaron Fox was dribbling baseline going toward the rim and Wemby turned and like started to you know lean over him to try and cover the rim block the shot and so De'Aaron Fox tried to he stepped back and faded back and Wemby just leaned forward with two hands and the ball just went straight up into Wemby's hands and he blocked it I've never seen that in my life someone step back fade away and all the other person doesn't even have to move. They just have to lean forward and you've completely suffocated their space. Mm-hmm. There's no chance of the ball getting out. <laughs> Every lob that this team I- throws to him is either too far, too short, off to the side, terrible passes. <laughs> doesn't matter. He just like can Poss- pluck it out of fucking anywhere, dunks it. He doesn't even have to be looking and he doesn't even have to jump. He just picks it up and drops it in the rim behind him. He's dribbling through his legs. He's hitting the open man on the run. That like, and I'm going to use the comparison of Chet Holmgren here to illustrate my point. Mm. Chet Holmgren has been fantastic. He has been so much better for the Thunder than I thought he was going to be this early into his career. Chet Holmgren to me is maybe the best instance we've seen so far of an archetype that already exists, the unicorn. The original KP, mm. the guy that can block shots, can step out to the... It is wild. Yeah. He's very much like the original KP, only probably a little bit better. The well, difference well, well, between... Well. I, I'm, I reckon rookie season KP, rookie season Chet, from what we've seen so far, Chet has been... Like, he's scoring 30 it's... points and, like, hitting... Yeah, he's been unreal. Five, six threes, blocking shots. He's been great. So, in that sense, he's been the best version that we've seen of something that already exists. 
But Wemby is not that. He's not the unicorn. Wemby is something that we've never seen before. And he can do so many things, not nearly to the degree that he will perfect them to. I don't think any single thing Wemby does right now is at a high, high, high level. He's just able to do everything and things that we've never seen. So when they are at a high level, I truly don't know what anyone will be able to do to like even slow him down, let alone stop him. He got six steals and four blocks or five blocks the other day (laughs) accidentally. Like this wasn't like him playing elite defense. This was just he stumbled to 11 stocks in a game when he got 12 rebounds, 23 points. He's not shooting very efficiently. That will go up. I'm so otherworldly taken aback by this guy. I'm just, it's, it's Christmas. It's like, (laughs) I don't even have words to explain it. Okay. I love Wemby. He's going to be awesome. I know coming in, we were like, what? Because the whole, the hyperbole, he's going to, was going to, he's going to be a top 10 player by the end of this year. In three years, he's going to be the best player in the league. And after preseason, because before preseason, I was someone who was thinking, that's too much. That's unfair. Those expectations are too much. Then preseason happened, and, and then my mind opened to maybe he can be like all NBA level in his rookie year. Now we've got 20 games. I've seen him play a fair bit. I'm tempered. Like, I think he's going to be incredible, but I do think like it's going to take a good chunk of time to see what he's really going to turn into. Defensively, I have no questions. Everything's been answered. He's going to be a, like one of the best defenders of all time. Like You can just put him in the Hall of Fame now for, for the level of defense he's going to play over his career. The offense, I, I'm not sure I so far, I'm not sure I see like an elite offensive player, like someone that's really, really good on like, on the offensive end. Good offensive player, but someone like Chet, whose handle is much tighter. Uh, obviously, a three-point shot's way more consistent at this point. And again, we're so early in on the piece here. Who knows? Like This could just be 18-game blip and he starts shooting better. But his, firstly, his shot selection is just a disaster at times. Like He takes some terrible shots. I, I, I do, And I think his IQ on offense isn't supernatural like it is for, for Chet when I watch. So I'm probably I, somewhere in a little lower. I actually agree with you. everything you just said. I think his IQ has been often, at least offensively, pretty pedestrian. Yeah, offensively. He, ta- he takes terrible shots sometimes. He's not that unbelievably skilled at the thing he does. This is precisely what I'm talking about. Even though all these things are true, he could tomorrow average 30 points a game doing nothing but catching fast break passes and putting it in the rim, catching lobs, doing nothing but that. And he could average because there's if you lob the ball to him, there is no one in the entire league that is stopping him from putting that ball in the net. And once he gets teammates that are smart and starts to put him in position, his teammates aren't smart right now when they are. And they're putting him in in positions to succeed. And Pop's like, you know what? We are going to exploit that on the fast break. Every single fast break, put it up in the air for Wemby to catch it and put it down. (laughs) There's no defense in the league that will stop that. None. 
And like, plus the defense, plus his IQ coming along, I do think it'll be a couple of years, not the end of this season, before we're getting like really, really, really taken aback. A bit like Jokic, except once it comes around, I think it'll be unlike anything we've ever seen. Brady? I I think he's limited by by the Spurs. I, I, I agree with you, Josh, yeah. that they're just they're not trying this year. They're just not they're they're purposely being bad. And that is ultimately harming, I guess, the early returns in terms of him and it only is in terms of like, oh, what could he be? Ra ra ra. Like obviously, like I think we all think he's gonna be a, a very good, tremendous player. It's just, you know, I, I think he's like a kid learning to walk right now. And it's like, you don't, you're not expecting him to run marathons. You just, you know, he's going to make some mistakes. And, yeah. and I, I think the Spurs are going to give him as much leash as they need to, I think. I mean, this whole Sochan thing playing point guard is, is I think that, that leads into it a little bit. Like, they're just not trying to be good. And I think that's, genius. that's part of it. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, it's genius yeah. tanking. Everyone's like, Fair. this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> It's very predictable. I, I, like but... I, I think that they you could put, I don't know, just any sort of league average competent point guard on this team and that would turn Wemby into like a, a very serious player very quickly. I, I think it would be as simple as that if you just actually started to try to to play basketball to win. And I not to say that they're tanking outright, but I just don't think that they're they're doing they're, they're not trying to be good this year. It's another sort of throwaway yeah. year for them. I, maybe they'll they'll do it from next year. But I, I think that he is good enough, Josh, as you said. Like, I mean, he, he's he's for all this little bit of negativity, he's averaging like twenty points a game. Like, he doesn't need like yeah. that is unheard of. Like, who else can do that in the league? So, I I am high on him. I'm super optimistic for him. I haven't. I'm, I'm like you, Jake. I've probably dropped off and not watched as much Spurs since maybe the opening week or ten days or whatever. But, um. I, I don't know. Like it's it is a bit. I I, I just I kind of want to just skip to the part where okay, San Antonio are trying now, and they've got maybe one or two competent pieces that might be there, you know, years in advance when he is now like the best guy in the league, and they're trying to win a championship. Because I, I think that is it'd be interesting. He, yeah, yeah I, I like that's. I just I want that part now. I want to fast forward to that. Even yeah. defensively, yeah. like we're talking about how his defensive potential is through the roof and clearly it is but if you watch him play through a game defensively he's not actually that smart he's just yeah eight eight foot wingspan seven five like when he was playing against Jokic the other day Jokic killed him and I was so glad to see that he needs to be killed he needs to experience this so he knows what to do in future I'm I'm just so excited I'm sure you can tell I'm so excited (laughs) <laughs> come baby I, I guess the hope is that the IQ can come along a bit and that's something For that sure. will just improve as he gets more reps because I, I agree that you know I think early like Chet just he looks a more complete player but it's obviously like you know we're not talking about who's the best player right now we're talking about who can be the, sure. the cornerstone piece on a on a multiple championship winning team and I, I think that you're still probably picking Wemby there right you have to man probably Probably, but Chet has been so good this year. And I yeah. it is a good question. Like, what happens this year if you switch Wemby and Chet? Yeah. Like, you put Chet on the Spurs and you put Wemby on the on the Thunder. I think I think for this year, Chet's probably better. But I guarantee Wemby was going to look worlds better on offense 
yep. when he's got Shay and Giddy and all these guys running the show as opposed to Sohan. And it's not Sohan's fault. It's just the, the nature of where they're at right now. I'll actually but, say, yeah. for someone that's never played point guard before, Sohan's doing a pretty good job. <laughs> he, he can, he can I mean, yeah. pass. Relatively, I guess, to someone who's never played before. It's a, yeah. It's, um, and it's, just, it's annoying. They've got Trey Jones right there. He's like been playing rel- relatively well when he when he gets a shot. I just wonder, because this, this draft isn't awesome, and then Cooper flags like the big prize in the next draft, do they make it a, a three-year tank? It's like Wemby this year, next year, and then go from there. I have no idea, but um, you just hope that like some of the loss, like the losses, don't start to mount. Obviously, we're so early in on it, but losing twelve games in a row. And he was so so optimistic and so innocent when he first started. Like I'm just I'm just trying to learn how to win a championship night in night out. And the the he has the thirty eight points against the Suns, two big wins against the Suns, and. And the NBA season starts to roll, and and those games don't really matter anymore. The Suns have won eight in a row. The Spurs lose twelve in a row, and the shine, the national games aren't as common. It's just yeah, which is honestly might be a good thing, so they can just kind of work on stuff. But I do wonder if it's going to be a while before they're actually like relevant. I'll tell you how long it'll be: three to four years. Pop's contract ends in four years' time. That's the timeline. <laughs> right. Hmm? Um, I'll be here. I'll be here. I'll be here. I'll be here. Okay, yeah, why don't we talk about, before before we wrap, why don't we just give yeah. a quick check-in. Any contenders that have stood out that are screaming, I'm banging on the door of a championship or another championship? Anyone that's well, looked way off yeah. the pace? Well, you mentioned the Nuggets. Like they've been a little, they haven't been quite as good now that Murray's gone down. But no one's worried about the Nuggets, obviously. Celtics look really good. The Bucks defense is that a concern? Concerning anyone? They just I think up. so. I, I'm not convinced the Bucks yeah. are any better. Like clearly, they have Dame now, so he can bail them out of a few type games in the regular season. But come playoff time, like Dame's going to get cooked, and who's going to defend on this team? It's it's not the defense has been really bad. That's not super surprising. But they've also been much better in the clutch, which was the whole point of the Dame trade. It's something that they really struggled with. So we're just gonna see the trade off and they were kinda of out of assets to make a move. As someone who it might have to go through them, I like this version of the Bucks as someone that the Celtics get to play. Because they won't be able to slow down the Celtics consistently. Um but other than that, contender-wise, uh, the Suns, the you can't even answer the question. Oh, the Lakers are a disaster. They're, but they're going to do the same thing they did last year. They're going to make big trades, and the team's going to look completely different in two months. Everyone's going to be off that roster. Are you worried at yeah. all, Beatty? No, not at all. I, I, I just yeah. I don't think – I like. obviously, you would like them to be picking up a few more wins, but I, I just think as long as LeBron and AD are there, and, yeah, they'll be active in the, in the, yeah. the leading up to the trade deadline – um yeah i'm not too worried i mean the west is just like you look at where they're standing right now and the west is just it's it's we say this all the time but it's just it's, it's gonna one be game can separate so many things yeah exactly so it's it, yeah. i'm not super worried at this stage yeah and LeBron, I, I mean LeBron. I, think you were about, I think you were about to lead into it Jay. the phoenix are the one that's kind of interesting to me purely because i we just haven't seen them yet and they're, they're kind yeah. of coasting to 
a pretty good record as is. They've been good, so yeah. I, I think that's the one that, you know, let's once everyone's back on deck, like how good can this team be? Nurk's been real solid. Yeah. Yeah, he's just offensively way smoother, makes much better decisions. He just like, you know what you can get from Nurkic and then you get it. Mm. As opposed to Aiton, you know what you can get and you just you get it like once every three games. And it's just frustrating chemistry-wise. And you're and seeing like that Aiton's been doing any Yeah, he's not been doing any better over there. Dominating's just, uh, I think that's a yeah. myth. I'm a bit sad for the Portland yeah. rebuild, but... Yeah. <laughs> It's all right. Yeah, They're early I mean, days. Scoot got sent to the G League. Well, but he got injured, and then he's back in the in the. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's back now. Got the goggles so on. Like you, I mean, when, when you go and get some of these reclamation projects, I mean, Rob Williams has just gone down for the year. Dominating still looks like the same old Aiden. Like it's you need one of these to sort of hit. So it's hopefully, good for my boy Drew up Yeah, true. That's it for sure. Yeah, Jeremy Grant is out there firing away, getting paid $35 million. He's living life, dude. Doing his thing. Anything else? Um, the other one, like, I don't know. Who else? Mate, I, I think um, I, I think I touched on it earlier, but Philly is just like I, – I didn't think that they would be this good. I thought they would win games because Embiid is like, you know, Embiid's MVP caliber yeah. player. But I do – I think you said it during the, the – we are talking about the Clippers trade briefly, but like I think that this is – they're a better team now for it. Like it's, yeah. it's it's in a bizarre way. I don't know whether or not that's going to translate to the postseason. Probably not. But it's 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 <laughs> interesting and it's fun. It's it's fun to kind of watch them play a little bit more free. How do we get Dario Saric back on this team, dude? He's been playing great for the Warriors. Leave him there. I know. Yeah, he's yeah, doing... I know. But oh, just you just want to like get like Roko <laughs> and Saric. Yeah, and... get the boys back together. I got you. No, not I don't bad. want to see do that. Do you want to, do you want to do thirty seconds on the Warriors? Are, are we worried about the Warriors? No. Uh, yes and no. I am a, I am a little bit. What I, do you mean? Like, yeah, okay. I'm I'm more worried about the Warriors than the Lakers. Purely just because okay. I, I just don't I don't feel like if if I have to pick Steph Curry to drag my team, you know, through multiple playoff rounds or I have to pick LeBron, I'm I'm picking LeBron even at this point in his career. I just I think can't it's believe so hard. LeBron is this year, oh dude. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. crazy. It's crazy. I, I'm a, I'm a little bit concerned about the Warriors because they're just so fragile. It seems like Clay can have a good. I, I won't say great. Clay can have a good game or a bad game. Draymond may be suspended, and when he does play, might not have <laughs> the best game. Steph is actually fragile, and then what? Wiggins might play or might not be that good. Looney hasn't looked as rock solid Mr. Elastic that he normally does. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm getting they were talking about like, oh, it was bad vibes last year. Now we got a rock solid <laughs> locker room. They started they started well. Yeah. I'm just Chris Paul's been getting them good looks, which is great. Like he's just getting assists and never turning the ball over ever. Yeah. He got injured today. Me- okay, there's there's another one. Um I'd I need to see like a significant call it 15 plus game stretch of full health of this team because I, I i can see a scenario where the playoffs arrive and the entire season has gone by without them being fully healthy once yeah and i like i think if you you match them up against any of the other top teams in the west the teams that you want to take seriously between the three of us we might have different teams on that list 
but like mm. I probably have them towards the bottom end of that list. Mm. And I don't know. I, I, I mean, do you boys agree with that? Because like, I mean, we saw it in the playoffs last year. Like they they needed seven to get through Sacramento. They got bullied by the Lakers, and like I just don't see what's changed. Yeah, these these high energy teams are going to give the Warriors trouble because these older guard, I don't know how they're meant to keep in front of everyone. And like, well, yeah, if, if they got, if they got Sacramento again, I wouldn't be surprised if Sacramento took yeah, it well, this time around. If Fox doesn't break his finger in like yeah. halfway through the series on his shooting hand, they maybe win that series. Yeah. I, maybe I'm just scarred from what they did to my Celtics in the finals. Understandable. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm never going to doubt them ever again. Like Wiggins <laughs> Wiggins has been terrible though for a lot of this yeah. year. He was really good today and the Warriors choked away a big game against the Kings to get into the in-season tournament quarterfinals, man. Uh, and um uh, but at the same time I still have them in the same tier as like Suns. But now but now that second tier feels bigger. Now it feels like it includes the Timberwolves and the and the and the Thunder. I yeah. think the top the top tiers shrunk a little bit and the second tier's grown. I think the top, the top tier, tier is one, one team. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And the second tier is but, like Lakers, Suns, Thunder, Wolves, Dallas. Uh, like, I, I think, I think at the uh, start of the year, you guys were lower on Dallas. But like, I mean, yeah. if Luke is just going to keep playing, and Kai, I mean, obviously, fingers yeah. crossed with Kyrie. So good, so far, so good, so far, well. so good. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like I don't know. How do you split them? And like, I just look yeah. at uh, Phoenix in particular, like the way that. Devin Booker has looked. Yeah, he's, he's been like, awesome. I just, if he on any given night is your second or third best player, depending on, you know, just what happens in that game, like that's, and, and I mean, he has yeah. the potential to be the best player on the court. Like that's, I would say he is the yeah. best best player on that team now um, consistently. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, and Katie's been awesome too. Yeah, Katie's well. been pretty but, good. But I, I wonder, I mean, every team has injury risks, but Beal already with this back thing. That would shock me if he's able to make it through the season in the playoffs. But they might not. They, they should have made that trade. They didn't need to do that. Like KD is pretty fragile too. True, and he he's been healthy. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. A lot a lot of these teams feel fragile outside of like the Thunder and the the Wolves. Like these old teams. I, I've been calling them the retirement home. You got the retirement home of the Lakers and the Warriors and the Suns, and it's a long year. So some guys look look good now. I know KD's gone down. He missed it. He's now out, I think, for a little bit. So, I don't know, but uh, we'll see. Uh, I, IST thoughts? Adam Silver, has he done it again in season tournament? It was a pretty epic day today with, with – um, I was yelling at the TV for a November game. That's not I'm, what I'm, I'm – I'm slowly coming around. I found, I, I'll be honest. I found it really weird to start with. I still don't 100%. entirely understand how it works. But there's clearly a lot of enthusiasm in the arena, especially like as we're getting to the pointier end of the in-season tournament. The fans yeah. seem to be liking it, and that that's all that matters at the end of the day. Here's my thing: is that most, pretty much all of the teams that have gone through are good. She's going to get a lot of good matchups now. So it's like you got Celtics, Pacers, you got Bucks, Knicks. So you got a bunch of teams that are hot early that are going to match up. But when when they weren't going to otherwise, and it's a sudden death game in Indiana, it's like, and then it's going to be in Vegas, 
to, you know, top four, top four teams. Like, I, I, I really like it. So I, I wanted the Celtics to be in the knockout round. Cause, so I was, you know, you got, they got a win by 23. Joe Mazzulla's going hacker drumming. Sorry, Josh, against your Bulls today, going hacker drumming up 30 with seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter. And him and Billy Donovan, and, like, and Billy Donovan's like, what, what are you doing, bro? And Joe's like, I'm a psycho. I'm trying to go to win by 23 here. And then I flip over to Nets Raptors. And the Nets have to win. And then they win, but then it's like they can't win by more than 14. Otherwise, then they end up knocking the Celtics out because um, of the point differential. It's um, it's good. They need to double the amount of pool games, though. Point differential became too important. That's what I what I think I learned. It's like it shouldn't be that impactful. So I think if you play you, each you, team in your pool twice. Do you not think that would just drag? We just yeah, I kind I kind of like that it's been snappy. Okay. Yeah, I think that's been Fair. a good aspect. Like, I kind of want to fast forward to the point that we're we're about to enter now, where it's like mm. it's knockouts, right? And I think to get like sure. a final four in Vegas, I think that aspect of it will be cool. I think that's something that the NBA can sell as like a destination. Go to Vegas yeah. and watch the final four of the, the of the NBA Cup. Like, I get that. Um, I, I mean, I was saying to you, Jake, before you- we started recording. I think it's like I, part of me a little bit cynically. It's just like it's it's been invented as a as a betting thing to just create more property to bet yeah. on. Because I mean these these games were going to exist anyway for the most yeah, part, sure. bar the, the final four. And like you said, I mean it's it's a regular season game in November. Like who cares? But all of a sudden now there's this added sort of a weighting to it, and it's like well I kind of care a little bit now. And whether that's just because you're a fan of a team, like this, you're a Celtics fan and you're rooting for your team, or it's like I'm just a degenerate and I'm betting on it. Like I think it's, I, <laughs> I think all I think of the above. Yeah, I think there's that part of it. Which I mean, whatever. If that's if that's going to create interest, then 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 cool, I'm for it. I think I think you guys will get sold in the knockout rounds when once it starts next week. And I hope so. I genuinely yeah. hope so. Because yeah, you're going to have these fun matchups. And there's sudden death. Like, you don't get that in the NBA except for Game 7. And so, yeah. it's we're not going home. They should call it the NBA Cup, though, Beatty, as opposed to the in-season tournament. Like, yeah. Um, I think the in-season like, tournament is ridiculous when it's so early in the season. Like, to me, in-season wow. is like mid-year or like in the season. Not hmm. This tournament started like two games in. It's a good point. I did see someone's idea, like, you have the finals on Christmas. Like you do, oh semi- yeah, or something like that. Like the two semis on Christmas, so you got more games, and then, or it's like all the quarterfinal games are all knockout on Christmas. Yeah, but I don't know how that works scheduling. They, yeah, they you could try just do... start the tournament later, so at least teams teams have like you know a minute to find their feet before they're thrust into tournament games. Because like yeah, this was for sure. So it's like, like one and one teams were playing NBA Cup games. It is, yeah, I like that. It's like, okay, normal games have started. We've got to the swing of the NBA season. We're starting to get bored. And now the NBA in-season tournament starts as opposed to starting it straight away. Yeah, I, I, I like that. For me, that's a tweak that I think I would I would enjoy. I like that. I like that take. But yeah, I've been, I've been loving it. I didn't expect to be screaming at my TV when the Celtics were up 30 against the Bulls. And the and like the end of bench guys, they get paid five hundred. Everybody gets paid five hundred k. So I fucking Joe Mazzulla puts like the five bench guys out there, you know, with three minutes to go. It's like, hey, your dest your destiny is in your hands, boys. If you want to, you know, give yourself a pretty big raise here, then then get it done. And, and the Bulls obliged. 
that could have easily been one of my least surprising. I was going to say, yeah. The Bulls sucking. I tried to just gloss over that. Anyway, we, we went an hour and ten and didn't manage to talk about that one. So, yeah. <laughs> I didn't think they'd I be bet. this bad. That's uh, sure. I did. I had a I had a sneaking suspicion. Okay. Come on, Jake. Are you sure team? you can you can draw up some Caruso to the Celtics trade? Oh, trade I have been. Don't you worry. Rumors, we, yeah. What do you, what do you, what what does this sound like? We got Peyton Pritchard, Jordan Walsh, <laughs> Filler, and and two first round two first round picks. You don't want to know how dejected I am. Like, I'll I'll take a bag of chips at this point. Like, just not for Caruso. Shit. I don't care. Zach, like, Zach Levine had two points today. Zach Levine's really frustrating. That's crazy, dude. <laughs> That's crazy, dude. Against like the best team in the league, you're like trying to get auditions for someone to trade you, and you honestly, just no show. Blow it up. Nothing. Honestly, every single player they can all go. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I just want I this agree. era done. Like the coach can go, <laughs> the, the players can go, the front office can go. He, he did tell us, Patey, we we were a little, and I will say, like, I would like to know what happens if Lonzo never gets injured. I know, I, yeah. that's true. I would like to know as well. I think it, it probably definitely wouldn't have got to this point. Um, there would have been moves made earlier because I think Lonzo would have kept the team competitive enough where they're like, okay, he's special. Bro, then you're not taking us to the next level. Let's move you on and create yeah. some space here. But we'll never know. We'll never Coming know. in the jeans. Lonzo's down now. Too, yeah, right? down. I know. Lamelo, you mean? Oh, sorry. Yeah, Lamelo. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's he's who is looked pretty fantastic again. By the way, before he got injured. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. Okay. Alrighty, boys. Fellas, before we wrap up, any closing thoughts? Oh man, IST quarterfinals. <laughs> Woo! Let's go. I. I... I, I like. Did you end up getting on your thunder to win the West or win the championship? Yeah, season, Jake. I, I, no, I like se- seventy-one to one. Seventy-one like to one. I like I mean, to think that we, we. Hopefully, Giddy just blosses over. This is nothing, and um, we can just yeah, continue on our way. So. But oh. yeah, yeah. Like, let's hope he's innocent and everything's fine. But um, honestly, they've been, he, he like hasn't even been that good on the court. Like, they haven't like yeah. really needed him. They've been really good despite him struggling. You know, I like to think that our podcast was first to the OKC hype train. Like everybody else hopped on hopped on board. Bill Simmons, I've got receipts, 71 to 1 bet placed July. Like uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we're ahead of the curve here. Yeah, I knew I knew how to tell which Jalen Williams was which last season. I already knew that. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yes. Hell okay. yes. All righty, boys. Well, on that note. Until next time, you've been tuned into Backdoor Cut. My name is Josh DiMatteo with Jake Eisenberg and Matt Beatty. Until then, peace.